dodging my question. She won't tell me about her purpose. It's one of those off-limits topics. This bugs me, because we're close. We've always been close. But there's this big part of her that she refuses to share. Tell me about the trees in your vision, she says. What did they look like? Pine, I think. Needles, not leaves. She nods thoughtfully. Like, this is an important clue, but me, I'm not thinking about the trees. I'm thinking about the boy. I wish I could have seen his face. You will. I wonder if I'm supposed to protect him. I like the idea of being his rescuer. All angel bloods have purposes of different types. Some are messengers, some witnesses, some meant to comfort, some just doing things that cause other things to happen. But guardian has a nice ring to it. It feels particularly angelic. I can't believe you're old enough to have your purpose, Mom says with a sigh. Makes me feel old. You are old. She can't argue with that. Being that she's over a hundred and all, even though she doesn't look a day over forty, I, on the other hand, feel exactly like what I am. A clueless, if not exactly ordinary, sixteen-year-old, who still has school in the morning. At the moment, I don't feel like there's any angel blood in me. I look at my beautiful, vibrant mother, and I know that whatever her purpose was, she must have faced it with courage and humor and skill. Do you think, I say after a minute, and it's tough to get the question out because I don't want her to think I'm a total coward. Do you think it's possible for me to be killed by fire? Clara, seriously, why would you say that? It's just that when I was standing there behind him, I, I felt so sad. I don't know why. Mom's arms come around me, pull me so close I can hear the strong, steady beating of her heart. Maybe the reason I'm so sad is, is that I'm going to die, I whisper. Her arms tighten. It's rare, she says quietly. But it does happen. We'll figure it out together. She hugs me closer and smooths the hair away from my face the way she used to when I had nightmares as a kid. Right now, you should rest. I've never felt more awake in my life. But I stretch out on her bed and let her pull the covers over us. She puts her arm around me. She's warm, radiating heat like she's been standing in sunshine, even in the middle of the night. I inhale her smell, rose water and vanilla, an old lady's perfume. It always makes me feel safe. When I close my eyes, I can still see the boy, standing there, waiting, for me. Which seems more important than the sadness or the possibility of dying some gruesome, fiery death. He's waiting for me. I wake to the sound of rain and a soft gray light seeping through the blinds. 
I find Mom standing at the kitchen stove, scraping scrambled eggs into a serving bowl, already dressed and ready for work like any other day. Her long, auburn hair, still wet from the shower. She's humming to herself. She seems happy. Morning, I announce. She turns, puts down the spatula, and crosses the linoleum to give me a quick hug. Her smile is proud, like that time I won the district spelling bee in third grade. Proud, but like she never expected anything less. How are you doing this morning? Hanging in there? Yeah, I'm fine. What's going on? My brother Jeffrey says from the doorway. We turn to look at him. He's leaning against the door jamb, still rumpled with sleep and smelly and grumpy, as usual. He's never been what you might call a morning person. He stares at us.